All right. On today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, Avs complete their road back to back. They still have more road games to go, obviously, in this road trip, but it's not off to the best start. A loss in overtime to the Rangers, and now this one in regulation to the Devils. Let's talk about it. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming out. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Duke, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Make sure you are following us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Lockdown Avalanche on Instagram and threads. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Avalanche at gmail.com. And make sure you're following us over on YouTube. Hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. And definitely check out our subtext. Subscribe to that. Link to that is in the show notes below. Because when you do, chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. Become an insider and uh, share your thoughts and opinions and everything Avalanche, which we share on this very show, like we will do later on when we get our subtext comments about this very game between the Devils which the Avalanche lost 5-3, to three. so off to a little bit of a rocky start coming out of the All-Star break. Uh, you have a back-to-back, lose to the Rangers in overtime, so you get that. Well, at least we got a point comment thrown around, and yeah, I guess you did. Um, frustrating loss there because you played well, and in this one, uh, Devils stood up to you and, and matched you and really made life difficult for you. And then on the other end, the Avalanche somehow, some way got back into this game and tied it up in the third, which again, they're just incredible in the third period. And then a late goal uh, by the Devils makes it four to three. They put home an empty netter, five to three. And there you go. What do you think? <sighs> I feel like half this team is still on the all-star break. It's it's weird. It is... The, the... <laughs> You said like the Ranger game, it looked better. Yes and no. The the well, Rangers look good for the Ranger game. I, I I mean I Ranger game they were in control of that game. Both teams played well in that Rangers game. Both teams played well. Yeah, in um, the, the Devils game, I think it it looked worse, and the opponent was worse, and they weren't completely. The Devils weren't completely healthy. And Vencek mm-hmm. has been spotty at best. And if you watch the ESPN broadcast, they made the Devils sound like they were right up there with Edmonton and Vegas. And they they were singing the praises of the Devils, but they're not that good right now. They're just a couple games over 500. Mm-hmm. And the Devils allowed them. I don't know if it's the effort. I think, honestly, the takeaway from both of those East Coast back-to-backs it's just the there's how we always talked about Nathan McKinnon having an extra gear. It feels like the Avalanche are stuck in first. Uh, we could we could go on and on about uh, two goals in 29 seconds. Wow, this team's incredible! Can you believe this Avalanche team brought that game back and tied it in the third with those two goals? But up until that point, the defense is atrocious. I'm ready to wipe like just completely wash and wipe my hands of the Ryan Johansson experience. He managed just a tick over 10 minutes in that devil's game. And he's been a non-factor for quite some time. 
uh, Zach Parise. Uh, he was noticeable in the Ranger game, the Devils game. If they didn't mention his name, I had no idea he was in the game. Mm-hmm. It was it, you're just you're just not seeing the Avalanche that went on the All Star break because they were firing on all cylinders. This right. Avalanche team is kind of just floating. You know, I don't. I I, I want to give a lot of credit to the Devils' um, play style in in this game and and how you know they, their game plan for this game like worked. Um, they were not giving the Avalanche any time and space. So I think defensively, the Devils. I, and I say that knowing full well, the Avalanche did get 40 shots on goal. Mm-hmm. So um, 38 officially. 17 were in the third, but you knew the Avalanche were going to get more shots on goal in the third because they're down, so they're going to press. They're going to get more shots. Um, but I thought the Devils did, did a really good job defensively on the Avalanche for the first two periods. The game started off great. I was got a goal like that. Miko Rantanen with a great goal, and then you were like, "Okay, like, yeah, like you're saying, like you're heading in, you head it, you head into the All Star break playing well. Ranger game is what it is. First game back after a, a break, and then this one, you get a goal like that against a goalie who has been struggling this year, and you're feeling good about where this game is going to go already. And then as that first period went on, the Devils kind of just turned the tide." And we're just like, we're not going to give you anything. And they made life difficult for the Avalanche. I, it, to me, it's it's not a, a uh, in, from, from an Avalanche standpoint that they're, it's, they're not, I don't want to sit here and say like, oh, you know, the effort's not, the effort is completely there. Totally there. It's just, the, it's things, at least in this game against the Devils, <clears throat> we're not coming easy for them. And that's because the Devils were making that so. And that's easier said than done when you're playing against the Avalanche team, which is reliant on speed. And the Devils have some speed, but they're missing guys that you know could have amplified them matching the Avalanche, you know, speed for speed. But not many teams can match the Avalanche. I'm not saying the Devils did; they just found a way with positioning and and you know a defensive plan that worked. And they had you know that thirty some seconds of uh, 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 I don't want to say a fluky goal by the Avalanche, but it was a solid goal because Lekkinen put a, a solid hit on Hughes and the puck just, you know, some good puck luck there for the Avalanche. He was right to Kale McCarr, who just puts it in. And then 30 seconds later, Sammy G has a wide open look, which you didn't have a lot of those, I felt, in this game, and he buried it. So you you were heading into overtime, and this was a game where you were the one coming from behind. So you were like, okay, this is if we can at least get that. It's another point in your pocket, and who knows what happens in overtime. But you couldn't even get there because, once again, the Avalanche have struggles clearing the puck, getting the puck out of the zone. How many turnovers, again, in the defensive end were they committing? It was over. It was kind of like older habits of this season crept up in this game. And they, I think that's what cost the Avalanche in this one. And, Chris, like you mentioned the older habits, and that's something that the Avalanche can't be slipping into right now because before this All-Star break, like we talked about during the All-Star break itself, this t- this is a tone-setting road trip. And the last tone the Avalanche need to be setting right now are excuses. Like, you can't summarize the Ranger game as they're coming back from the All-Star break. So if they lost that one, oh, well. And then you lost this one to the Devils because they had the good game plan of playing defense. When the Avalanche 
or just not making good decisions with the puck. Like Av- mm-hmm. uh, Nathan McKinnon took the puck into the slot, skated right to the middle, almost lost it to where the Devils were about to capitalize and swing it to a two-goal advantage. Like it was, there was a lot of bad decisions defensively, and we could talk about the goalie situation in just the next segment. But the the you can't leave your goalie. It doesn't matter who's out there, Patrick Waugh. It does not matter who's between the pipes. You cannot play that kind of defensive game and expect to get away with it. It's it's honestly they feel they went through a little bit of a reset, and this is similar to the defensive play that we saw during the losing stretch. What was it, November, early December? Mm-hmm. You just you cannot get through games like this. Like we had we had games going into the All Star break where we we're talking about Sam Malinsky. My goodness, this is incredible. I can't believe we get to see Sam Malisky hitting his stride. Invisible again. You can't have just this kind of play coming out of the All-Star. This is where it counts. Because you're being evaluated up until the trade deadline. The Avalanche cannot get away with playing like this. Well, as far as Malinsky goes, this was his first game back. Because he didn't play against the Ranger uh, in the the Ranger game. So for for this one, I didn't think he was horrible uh but you know we were again we wanted to anoint him like the second coming of of whoever uh, before we really gave him a really good look he clearly he is he's got a place on this team as the future you know goes on but for this game like I, he he was he was normal he was normal he was not that like he didn't make those like other i don't want to say otherworldly plays because he's not that type of player yet anyway but yeah, he wasn't he wasn't like this noticeable guy that we've seen before the All-Star break. It's his first game back. Let's get it. Let's let him get back into the flow of things. That is what it is. Um the Avs did have a goal taken away. So I want to talk about that and then we'll get to the Usus Annan and stuff uh, and how how long of a look do we think the Avalanche will give him before they we assume make a move at the backup goalie position. So why don't we do that next, right after this? All right, let's hear from FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because if you're like Kyle and myself, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. I made a comment last week about hoping the commercials were good. And I've seen a couple of them looking promising right now i i agree looking okay so i don't think there's any betting you can do on uh fanduel when it comes to the commercials it's just the excitement of uh the super bowl and with the super bowl fanduel has many ways for you to end the season with a w or two or three because not only can you bet on who will win super bowl 58 but fanduel also has bets for which players will score touchdowns how many points will be scored and so much more. And new customers, when you join today, you'll get a $200 bonus bet if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, yeah, the Avalanche did have a goal taken away here, and it was a, it ended up being a goalie interference, which was uh, called on Logan O'Connor. It was Josh Manson who scored the goal, 
which was a, a, a pretty nice looking goal from him. You know, kind of just came into the play, puck kind of scooted out to him. He had a nice shot on goal. It's challenged. They call goalie interference and take it away. I didn't agree with the call. And we're not starting off with this because I, I don't feel like this made or broke the game. Uh, it was a big goal that, you know, that would have given the Avalanche the lead again. But, you know, what do you think overall of that specific play? Because I don't agree with that goal being taken away. I'll explain why after I hear your thoughts on it. Well, my friend, I actually agreed with the call. I I thought it's it's one of those that breaks down to there was, some, yes, there was a little bit of some push. There was mm-hmm. some pull, but you impeded the goalie. And that's the risk you play when you play that close and you're in the blue paint. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those that when it comes back on the review, it's, it's hard to say there wasn't kind of contact because we've seen so much lighter pulled back when it mm-hmm. comes to a goal and contact. I, when that call was made, I was like, well, there's not much you could do there. I uh, see the reason why I, I don't agree with that is because I, he impeded the goalie. Sure. But he impeded the goalie because he was pushed into him or he was bumped into him. I don't want to say it was like this egregious, like, you know, shove in his back that caused him to. Uh, collide with the goal. It wasn't this big collision. There was definitely contact. Why was there contact? Because the guy from the Devils bumped him into his goalie. So there, I, I feel like that's that's you know cut and dry to me. And it's if the whole thing of like, well, did he have time to collect himself and get back into the play? When you're bumped into him, that's off the table, if you ask me. And you see Vanacek get back up, and it looks like. I don't know if he intentionally did it or it's just the way that he his body was moving that he he with his glove he kind of grabs the stick of O'Connor. So it kind of it makes like O'Connor like he is impeding him more. Um I, to me it would have been one of those that you you let it sit because there's clearly contact from the I don't know who it was from the Devils that knocked O'Connor into the goal. There's clearly contact there. And it, it if that if that's if that's there, and the only way I would say you overturn that is if O'Connor is not trying to get out of the way. Like once he gets bumped into, he's just standing there and kind of using the bump as like I'm just gonna you know stay where I am, impeding him because I got bumped in. And hopefully, if on review, if we score, they see that. That's a lot of thinking going on in a short yeah. amount of time, but. O'Connor does try to get out of the way. He bumps into him and he tries to get out of the way. And Manichek kind of, you know, the play happened so quick. He wasn't allowed to get back into the play in terms of making the save. But I fault the the New Jersey defender there, not O'Connor. And O'Connor got blamed for it. And I don't agree with it. Yeah, it's one of those situations that you play that if you're playing that close to the fire, expect to get burned. And it's you're in the if you're playing that close, expect something like that to happen. Um, yes, it gives you, it is, is, and it gives you the advantage. Yes. But if there is contact made, it's going to be a lot harder to determine Were you trying to get out of the play? Were you trying to get out of the way? Who pushed who did you pull? Was he falling? It's, it's a slippery Mm -hmm. slope. So if you get that close, expect those kind of calls to be made. So on the Avalanche side, obviously, Eustace Anderson was in net. Um, they they did put Prosvitov on waivers, and he cleared. So he is down with the Colorado Eagles right now. 
And it seems like they are going to give Eustace Annanen a, a good look before they make some sort of move here. If they make some sort of move here, if he rises to the occasion and takes this two C, then they don't need to. For this game, I know like people are going to be jumping, jumping on him, feeling like he didn't play particularly well. I don't think he played particularly great. I don't think he played poorly. I think he played down the middle. There's nothing here where I'm like, that was incredible. And he had a couple of tough goals go past him. If I'm Jared Bednar or if I'm Chris McFarlane and after this game, I'm like, well, I'd really, however I felt before this game is still how I feel. I don't think he was great. I don't think he was poor. I think he was a C. If we're going to give him grades, that's where I'm at with it, at least for this game. Yeah, I, I like what you're saying about this is one of those games that everybody's going to jump on Eustace, but you can't, Avalanche fans. You backed yourself into a <laughs> corner because this is the very performance that you get out of your gift night in, night out. This is, <laughs> well, it's, if you're, now nah, it's, other than he didn't pitch a shutout against Vegas, so he doesn't have that. But the entire month of January, this was your gift. Um, mm -hmm. Allowing this goal was okay, but he should have had this one. No, this is this is what you can expect. And if McFarland and Sackick are sweating now, no, 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 no. They should have been sweating when they picked up an Arizona Coyotes backup goalie off waivers to make it the rest of the season. This is this doesn't explain anything. The Avalanche have a backup goalie problem. And if they continue to ride your gift, they will break him and they will have a goalie problem altogether. So this is something that has to be addressed today. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see how long they go with this experiment for him. You know, how many opportunities will they give him before they, they make a move? If they feel like they need to make a move, like, because it's going to, it, it'll speak to, you know, you're, you're giving your give more of a rest uh, and then, you know, how many games are you going to give you? So are you just going to go like every other game right now be, until you see what you really have in him? And, and if you because your your confidence in, in finishing off the season has got to be low with your your 2C right now. Do you really feel like Annan is that guy for the rest of the year just to get him a look for next year? No, you're not doing that. Like, you got to figure this out this year. And I know like once you get to the playoffs, your backup rarely will play that that's kind of not really what this is about this is about getting a 2c that can you can put in there like we've been you know gifted with with frankie and and allowing your ace to rest more so it's not about the playoffs it's about the regular season and if they don't feel like annan's that guy or if they're just going to ride it and say hey we're in a pretty good spot for or a playoff spot whatever We'll put our efforts somewhere else, and the games that our backup plays, we'll do the best we can. I don't feel like the Avalanche are built that way. I feel like they want to go out every single game and, and win that game. And if you're going to do that, you got to shore up this this two C or not two C. Well, the two C to shore up too, but the the backup goalie position, you have to figure that out right now. And it's kind of a blessing and a curse that the Avalanche defense is so pedestrian right now because it also shows it doesn't matter if you go get Elvis Merslakins. You can go get Mark Andre Fleury. It doesn't matter. This defense is not going to bail out whoever your goalie is, and you're going mm -hmm. to whoever you put in 
there. So it's a it's kind of both fronts. Yes, you need another goalie to bolster your gift. Give him the night off, two nights off. Give him a whole week if you have to to make sure you're properly maintaining your goalies. But the defense has to help out whoever's back there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the, you have to have a better, cleaner game defensively, top to bottom. That's I'm talking to you, Kale and Taze, all the way down to Manson Gerard. You have to play a cleaner game because you are going to wear out your goalie, and that's where the problem lies. So both of these problems need to work itself out. I don't know if these are you have to go get another additional defender with some veteran know-how to shore things up, but you shouldn't with Taze and McCarr on your first line. And you need another backup goalie because Eustace, how many years have we been kicking the can? Is this finally his year? Mm -hmm. I mean, how many years are we going to say that every year? Is this finally where he makes his his big splash? It hasn't happened yet. And you're not going to go back to Prozvatov and Yorgiev, we we just can't keep stressing that, expecting it for in an avalanche sweater to not sustain an injury. Well, we've been saying that with, with Anandin for, for however many years now, I mean, not, not many, but enough, but he hasn't really been given that opportunity yet either. So in, in, in the small sample size that we see, it's like, well, he'll do okay. And, and then enough to maybe get another game. And then in that second game, he doesn't do that well. And it's like, well, we can't, I mean, it's send him down for a little bit more seasoning. <clears throat> I think, this is the start of really, hopefully, really seeing what you have in him. And they're not going to base it off of this game. I don't think so. If they haven't made a move now, I don't really feel – I think they're going to ride this thing right up into the trade deadline. And and just and, – and this is his moment right here. You got about a month. So maybe you have three, four games, if that, to, to really show what you can do. And, and that might suck for, for him – uh, because Prosmatov has gotten, I think, 11 games this year. Um, but that's, I think that's where they're going to go with this and give him a few games. And then if it's still not working, you know, obviously you're going to have to send him back down. But I don't know where they are long term with him. What this moment is right here might speak a little bit to where they go, but I, I don't think long term it has any real effect on what they want for him in the future. Goalies sometimes, goalies take a, a little bit more conditioning than your your forward or defenseman very rarely does a goal goalie come up at his age uh and and kind of just take the helm it doesn't really have goalies are kind of late bloomers so i don't think they give up on him if it doesn't go the way that they want it to go but it will force them to make a move for the remainder of the season but if you go up to the trade deadline kyle like you you don't have much of the season left at that point so is it worth it then? If you, if you wait until the, the trade deadline, is it worth it to go put your resources and a little bit of money maybe into a backup goalie who realistically is only going to play a few games for the remaining month of the season when you could just throw one of these two guys in there and say, hey, let's do the best we can while they're playing? And see, and the other thing is this goalie tandem and what the goalies look like, it's also going to be further evidence and could also ruin the experiment of what actually you could get out of Ryan Johansson, Miles Wood, Ross Colton, all these brand new names that you put up there that made this Avalanche team look like a super team. It's not going to matter if they're getting bounced in the first round again. Then you're going to look at all these contracts like the Parise one year, eight, 800,000. Like you're going to look at all these deals and all these, these pieces you added 
But if you don't have a goalie to push them through the playoffs, does all that matter? If mm-hmm. So it's really, if they believe in what they're putting together forward defensively, they have to put a goalie back there. You can't keep saying, well, maybe next year. The Avalanche are not in a position to play project goalie. They need a goalie tandem to get them through the rest of the year and the playoffs. We'll see how it pans out, but it's uh, they got to make a move soon if they want to address that position. Uh, and the longer it goes, the longer I'm just going to be like, what's the point? Because yep. they don't play that much anyway. You know, at this stage in the, of the game, you know, fast forwarding to, to March, um, is there a point if it gets that far? I don't know. The forward stuff, you know, sure. You, you can always add those guys. Defense can always add those guys, which are important. So it'll be kind of fascinating to, to watch this. Um, let's get to some subtext comments. And of course, our sound check. We'll do that next. First, let's hear from Indeed, and we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed, because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of Lockdown Avalanche will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on Locked On Avalanche. Indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed. Uh, quickly, before we get to the subtext people, uh, there's a couple comments in there. We don't harp on it as much as we used to, Kyle, but we need to. Face-offs. Atrocious. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious in this game. And I'm sorry. And, and you know, go, keep I keep prefacing every time we talk about face-offs. I know there's people out there that think it's not a huge deal. And, and maybe we're over-emphasizing uh, this, this stat. Sometimes yes. Sometimes no. This is one of those. 37% to 63% in favor of the Devils. And how many were those face-offs taken in the offensive zone for the Avalanche? Don't sit here and tell me that when it's that much of a discrepancy, it didn't have an impact because you are losing face-offs in your zone that get cleared, that you know the Devils obviously get immediate possession. And if that was reversed, if you had won a couple of these face-offs in your zone you get a couple tic-tac passes and a shot on net and it never happened that that was one of the worst games of the year face-off wise take that for what it is and to add to that how many games did they win in this back-to-back by the way well they haven't won any in the back-to-back okay uh they also haven't scored a goal on the power play they've had six opportunities Uh, you're welcome yeah (laughs) Yeah, the power play is not off to a good start uh, as far as coming back from 
from the all-star break the four on four however that that was that was a blessing in disguise that's where you got those two goals to get back into the game so i was waiting for someone maybe ross colton again just mixing up with someone to get another penalty called on both teams we had another four and four that seemed to be the only way they could really score <laughs> pull up uh ross colton's mask and it's curtis mcdermott the whole time oh there you go <laughs> um all right over on subtext uh we got a couple notes here vargar uh it's time for a legitimate to see and a solid backup goalie eustace has always been inconsistent since his draft year he's not the answer Ryan Johansson is a bad fit for this team. I've never liked the player or the move. Time to make some trades. Obviously, we we discussed that. I, I feel the 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 two C and if you want to throw the Ryan Johansson, if that's if that's a combination move, you're you're you know getting unloading Ryan Johansson to figure out your two C. If that if those things happen at the same time, sure. But I think you need to address one or both of those things one definitely being the 2c uh and the ryan johansson thing sure i wouldn't be against addressing that either it's just clearly not working they put him back you know they put him on the line with lekkonen and uh parisi i think this is hampering lekkonen like since he's come back you haven't really seen him do too much he's always been on the line with ryan johansson i think that speaks to what ryan johansson is not capable of doing is facilitating and making his line mates better and see, the thing is with Ryan Johansson, with every day that goes on, he is aging like microwave milk, and his value is going down. So, yeah, it, it really is. Um, Amy, so she says the same thing. It's not it's not news, but we need a backup goalie. And she, then she says uh, that was a frustrating game to watch with the exception of the exciting back-to-back goals that tied it up. Things just seemed off all night. Uh, team was frustrating to watch in that broadcast with a zillion promos about McDavid was annoying. <laughs> uh, this is a team we absolutely should have beaten. Giving up two points tonight sucks. She says, okay, Grouchy ran over. I still believe in this team. Yeah, I still definitely believe in this team, but it was frustrating. I, I agree with that. And, and like I said, it, it, it's frustrating when the other team has a good game plan and the Avalanche take a little bit longer than the needed to figure out what they need to. They figure it out in the third. And then away they go. But she's right. It was a very frustrating game to watch because the Devils were just in every passing lane. Uh, they were right up in the avalanche grill with every single possession. It just made like difficult for them. That's frustrating to watch when you're the team on the other end. Yeah, I agree with Amy. Like, I'm a, I'm a, like everybody knows I like the Devils as my East team. There's no way yeah. the Devils should have done what they did against the avalanche. So I completely agree. This was a very frustrating game. Definitely. All right, let's get to our sound check. Kyle and I always pick one song that summarizes the most recent game. Put these songs up on a playlist over on Spotify. So just open up the app, search for LOA sound check. This is volume number three. So what do you have for the Avalanche and the Devils? You ever heard of the band Kiss? Unfortunately, I'm oh. not a fan, but go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> their music is so simplistic well how about yeah. how about i give you a sound check from just one of the members how about if i just give you a song from paul stanley okay the song is called ain't quite right okay and the the, I, the, the, the team hasn't been quite right since they got back so this encompasses the ranger game as well because we, we talked about parise being a big signing yeah has it done a bit of difference 
Uh, yeah, you okay. talked about Lekin and taking a step back. There is just something not right with this team, and I mm -hmm. think Tate McRae has poisoned this team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not, like, yeah, I'm not I'm not a big Kiss fan, but I will say he has a song, a, a solo song. I think it maybe is one of his bigger songs. That, that song "Live to Win." Mm. Oh my god, it, it it's so ridiculous. It's it's hilarious, hilarious and awesome, and it has one of the greatest lyrics i think in history which is live to win till you die it's such a good song it's so bad it's good that's rock and roll uh, baby yes yes uh so all right i mean i can i can get behind that for me i went the uh the ben harper route uh love me some ben harper huge, huge fan of ben harper and he's got a song called when it's good and and the lyric in the song is when it's good it's so so good and when it's gone, it's gone. And that's where we are, at least in this game with the Avs, because it was it was good. You got back into the game. That's what this team has been doing all year long. And then it's gone. Just like that. Uh, into thin air. And <laughs> they couldn't recover from it. So, all right. Uh, go check those songs out on the Locked On Avalanche soundcheck over on Spotify. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with anything new going on in avalanche nation and get everyone set up for for the next game is that, is that the the maple leafs game i don't have the schedule in front of me i know the the maple leafs is is on this road trip let me see here quickly um hurricanes hurricanes well, right. no, maple leafs is not on this road trip what am i thinking about it's the hurricane yeah this is the florida thing where you go up and down yeah you so, got carolina florida washington tampa bay yes so uh big game against the hurricanes we're playing better but i do think they lost to vancouver before we recorded this they did they lost to vancouver three to two and that's the other thing here kyle those teams that are above you are continuing to win so you got to keep track and you gotta or keep up with them so all right we'll uh cover anything and anything going on with avalanche for tomorrow so until then thank you for tuning in making it your first listen of the day always appreciated he's mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i'm chris maselli this is the locked on avalanche podcast we'll see you guys tomorrow go abs go